Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes, and I am very excited to welcome Priscilla Blanchot from, you're originally from France, but she's right here in Salt Lake City, Utah, and she is the founder and CEO of Carte Blanche. And Priscilla, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. What would you like the audience to know about Carte Blanche and what you do? Thank you so much, Sean, for having me on your podcast and being here with you today. So uh, with Carte Blanche, what we do is we actually create solution that ties people's business with their marketing. And what we do is we build purposeful brand. Too many people uh, put branding um, on the back burner as an afterthought, but really branding is about creating that gut feeling people have about your business. And it's also creating your culture internally. It really is that total encompasses feel of your company. So that's what uh, we try to do with carte blanche. Um, Everything people think of as far as branding, like, oh, I need a website and a logo, colors and so forth. Those are what we call the the implementation of your brand, the activation of your brand. But really what we like to do at Carte Blanche is bring you in the thought process to create this purposeful brand that is going to separate you from your competition in your market. And often companies have issues, uh, challenges, roadblocks, little things like this, that branding and brand thinking can really, um, 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 oh, what's the word? um, Answers, like bring solutions to, because they are um, some things that uh, we don't purposely think about when we are in front of the tree and we don't see the forest. And that's something that we do through um, our workshops um, to build a, a compelling brand for your business. Fantastic. And yeah, that branding, it really is a, an essential part of the overall marketing and sales process. So I, I love what you're doing. That's great. Thank, thank you, Sean. All right. Well, let's jump to our questions for this episode, which are the same questions I ask everybody of this season. But uh, if you would, uh, Priscilla, share with the audience a time when you had a conflict with a coworker and how you resolved that. So that's very interesting because I actually am pretty easygoing and I don't remember having like a terrible conflict with a with a coworker. Um, but then I can't see the sa- I can't say the same thing with my husband. And okay. when you think about it, uh, a marriage is kind of a, a, a business uh, transaction as well because you have a household to run and so forth. Yep. Um, in general, I think, um, and having actually done you know therapy, and also that's one thing I offer is for uh, business owners and and brand and and leaders is this this brand therapy is like, Mm. let's put cards on the table. I think it's the same thing when you have an issue to resolve with a coworker. You try to take that emotion out of it because yes, we're upset. He stabbed me in the back or went behind me to do something else that we agreed not to. And the first thing is like feeling that emotion. So it's taking it onto a a therapeutic level where it's like, okay, acknowledging the feeling and then saying, okay, I'm going to put that, I'm going to own it, put that feeling aside. And now I'm going to try and be the bigger person and put card on the table and see if I can address this person and resolve the, the problem. 
evidently this is you know it depends the person you have in front of you there are some people that it's 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 just impossible to to connect with in a in a non-emotional way um so it's about finding a a way that you can basically deal with the situation and either you know say fine i'm i'm just gonna go above this and pass it on or um or say, okay, I'm going to fight for this because I really believe and I have to show them that my my position is is uh, more compelling than theirs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's um, helpful, but Very. yeah, I'm, I'm usually pretty easygoing. So I, I discuss things and I'm, I always have, I always give people the benefit of the doubt and it's pretty, maybe a doubt of mine. Um, but I feel like um, also, you try, you fail, you learn, you try something else. I think that's great advice. Is conflict really, whether it's a coworker or a spouse or whatever, it it kind of exists in any kind of a relationship or has the potential to exist. And so, your your advice to try and take the emotion out of it, I think, is is solid. It's something that's a challenge for all of us, but that's really what we need to do is get the emotion out of it and focus on what we need to do to kind of fix the the issue, whatever that may be. So great advice. Well, question number two, I'm sure you've heard the phrase that people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. What's one suggestion that you have that managers can use to help their, their team be more successful and help the team members stick around a little bit longer? Yes. Um, to me, the main um quality a manager can have is have an open mind to hear their people out if they're shut down and um there's they're, they're not approachable and if if you have a manager that's that's just you know closed door and and secretive um that creates an, a non-healthy relationship if you can be a manager that has an open mind saying i'll hear you out um, I, I'm not going to say I agree or I'll go with all your ideas, but at least I'll hear you out and and get this open mind and then we can discuss. It's really what, to me, um, all the leaders I've had in my life and the leader I'm trying to become and be is, is, is welcoming ideas. Because also I don't want to shut innovation down. If, if I have somebody on my team that has a, a, a new way of doing it, I want to hear it. So if I don't, if I'm not welcoming and I have a process and I don't want to veer out of it, then unfortunately, I think you just kind of shut people out and they don't, they just stop coming to you and, and they're not working towards um, the benefit of the whole team. And that's what you want to, is to create uh, uh, an environment where everybody is there to, to make everyone else evolve and grow. Oh, I love that. It's, it's such good advice to keep in mind the idea of, of, of an open mind, listening all the way through and hearing them out. And like you said, not that we're going to necessarily agree or disagree, but just to hear it out, that's going to have a huge effect on people feeling like they're valued. And yeah, that's I think that's great advice to help people stick around a little bit longer. So thank you for sharing that. Question number three, how can a leader help build resilience in a team? I love that that question because to me it's really all about inclusion. 
um, individually, the, 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 the teams, um, they need to be part of a bigger plan. Like what is their, their big goal, their big vision? How are we going to, to, to get us to that next level? And you have to understand when you're on a team that your leader is is also dealing with different kind of uh, of challenges that you're not dealing with. They have to respond to their upper higher ups and so forth. It's that kind of hierarchy position. And I, to me, if a leader shares their struggle, saying, "Okay, my upper management is asking me." to get these metrics done. So as a team, let's all work towards these metrics. I don't know if it's always possible, but I've, I've never understood um, in the places I've worked and I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty open person, an open book. Like I don't have secrets. Some people function differently, but that is something that I, I want to share. I want the good of everyone to evolve. And, and I feel like if a leader has some restriction from above that they can share with their team to include everybody to get to that vision and those goals that we're trying to do. It's really about aligning your team. That's something that also we work, we work on when we do a brand strategy um, is that every department has different goals and often they are not always aware of the other department's goal. So when we can get different team members of different departments together in a room, suddenly they have to listen to each other and and realize, ah, I didn't realize that department needed to have this kind of information from me. And I know I was late in giving my reporting. Like sometimes they all depend on each other to get to that higher goal. So inclusion and, and sharing information to me is really what builds resilience in a team. Oh, I like that. That's such an important quality to be, be able to allow people the opportunity to participate in, in uh, the overall success. And I like how you talked about getting all of the departments or people kind of on the same page. Cause you're absolutely right. We see it happen all the time in business, don't we? Where we've got a department that's kind of doing something over here and they got another department over here doing something a little bit different. So. And I, I hear my husband sometimes too. And I, I wish I'm like, oh, I wish you guys had, you know, could maybe have more of an open conversation. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, question number four, would you like to share an example of someone that made a difference in your life? Yes, that was three, about three or four years ago, um, out of the blue, some, uh, a friend of mine, I was complaining about something uh, in a conversation socially, and he sent me a video and, um, and it was this person explaining the situation with client and how to work uh, the, the workaround for a situation. Uh, a sticky situation, uh, like people don't want to pay or they ask for a million revisions and so forth. And, um, and, and, and I end up looking more into this person and joined his, um, his uh, professional group. He's a coach for creatives and he has changed my life. He has really brought to my attention how I can change my business to uh, make it more professional. Also the fact that uh, our, the world, the market, any, anyone's business, no matter what you're doing, it's, 
it's moving really fast it's constantly evolving and how to stay on top of this so this um this this man is his name is chris doe and his pro group is the future without an e because he says he wants to drop the ego <laughs> and um and this group and this this man has really changed my life uh, uh to amazing uh levels uh, I don't think anyone, any of the leaders and bosses I had in my early years uh, have affected me like he has, hmm. um, because um, he, he really forces uh, people to own what they're doing, but to also doing do it purposefully and um, and and professionally. Um, so that that was my my biggest uh, that that was the one person that influenced me. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you for recognizing him. That's that's always a nice thing. I, this is one of my favorite questions because I enjoy hearing about the relationships and how people have uh, been affected by the influence of others because that's such an important part of business and leadership in general. So, and he has a funny story because he did not he did not want to be a coach. He reluctantly got into it, <laughs> and he's amazing at it. And so it's it's very interesting. Sounds like it. All right. Well, let's jump to our last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. That so I I started really high on my career. I have to say, uh, my my first job was in a very large um, design agency in New York, and I made my my little way over the seven years I worked for that company and. Uh, and had amazing opportunities from the start of my career to work with brands like um, IBM and Victoria's Secret and Unilever and Danone. And they that really gave me um, um, a step into working in, in the right way and how you work with these big brands and how you deal with these departments. Uh, these departments, had they have a lot of stress so um to to produce and and sales and things like this so it was um it was a job that was just amazing in the learning a learning curve and it got me started uh, on the right foot from from the beginning of my career oh that's always good to hear when it's it's fun to listen to these stories because sometimes it gets them off on the right foot and there are other times when they realize this is not what i want to do <laughs> so i'm glad it worked out for you yeah no so. for me it just gave me and actually now i'm giving what i what i want to do in my business is actually take that big agency servicing and give that to smaller clients. That uh, brand thinking and brand strategy, there was a department that was only doing this before the brief came into designer's lap. And and in my uh, little agency, I, I do it all together. And that's something that uh, I don't think, you know, a lot of uh, agencies offers is that 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 higher level brand thinking for for smaller businesses because these the Unilever client for example we worked I worked with them for two years and it was a department that was about innovation so it wasn't working on one of their product line it was about they were taking they had a budget from you know taken from all these brands and that team was about what's the next innovation that we can put on the market. And only big, big budget, big brands can do this thinking. Right. So it was really great. 
Well, and that's that's part of the reason why I love what you do because the smaller startups that's when they need it the most is is when they're trying to identify their brand, and yet yeah. it's usually very very expensive to get branding help. And so I love what you're doing to help the, some of the smaller businesses. Well, thank you, Sean. Well, Priscilla, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? Yes, thank you. Uh, my website is wearecarteblanche.com. Um, and you can find me just under Priscilla Blanchot on my LinkedIn, which is also an easy way to get to me. And I'm also on, on uh, Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> um, but mostly, I would say the easiest way might just be LinkedIn. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much. This Thank is you. Sean. You're very welcome. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can go to teamengagementpodcast.com. And I also encourage you and invite you to subscribe or to bookmark or whatever the, uh, the different channels are asking you to do these days. But subscribe to the podcast, either the audio version or if you're watching it on YouTube, to subscribe there as well. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great day.